All right, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Shtick Talk with uh, your hosts Yair and Matan, and we have two special guests. Uh, one of our guests, Bradley, he's been on the pod for I don't know, maybe this is your fourth or fifth time on, and we have another special guest, Jared. This is his first time on. Welcome, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be Thanks a fun for time. Me. Yeah, no worries. So this is going to be an interesting podcast. Uh, it's mostly going to be me and Matan kind of asking questions, listening. And uh, you guys are going to talk to us about one of the most, you know, one of the most interesting trips uh, I've heard about. It was, a, it was a quick trip. You'll get into the details. But yeah, I guess we'll, we'll start by asking. Maybe Matan has an opening question. But uh, yeah, you want to go for it? Que pasa, <laughs> all right so um what made you guys pull the trigger to do this trip i know gayer went to guatemala a few months uh almost a year ago what made you guys really like say let's go on this trip other than you know starting to work right after you get back so yair did talk about uh guatemala he did introduce the country to me and I think I want to go on a fast trip, something that wasn't too far. Like, you know, obviously going to Europe or somewhere else, you know, it's hard to do in like a week or two. So these Guatemala is just like one of the closest places that's not the US like or Canada. Like the, I'd say like one of the most closest places, like foreign places that's not the US. And, you know, I think it's a place that maybe you could travel to and you could see the country within a week or two. Um, and I was really pushing the go. Jared could tell you about it. I really pushed him to go to this place because, um, you know, again, we were starting work and we need to just, I want to get away essentially after graduating university. Really like, uh, I definitely pushed Jared a lot to go on it, but I think he'll tell me how much I annoyed him about it. And that's definitely one of the reasons we want to go to Guatemala. I, I think one of the first things I want to ask just for, for listeners, um, when, when did this trip take place? When did it happen? <clears throat> we left uh, May 1st. And it uh, took place until May 16th. Uh, it went fast, but the, f- the first few days were a bit slow as we were like acclimating to like a new environment. It was already a month and a half ago. It what? Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, it feels like it was only maybe like two, three weeks ago. But yeah, that's, that's pretty sick. Um, so I guess we kind of mentioned a bit about the why, why you went and, um, and when you went, I guess... You, do you want to tell us, like, maybe a bit, like, uh, maybe you want to give us a rundown of the trip and just, we, we really, we want to hear, we want to listen and, and kind of hear your story and just tell us what went down. Yeah, so our, our first stop was in Panama City. And I, I've been to Panama City before, but it was, it was Bradley's first time. And essentially what we did was we went to our hotel and we stayed in, like, a really nice, like, like five-star but it was only $50 each like, a night. So it was ridiculously cheap for something of the quality. And then after we were like walking around um, and we went to, we, he wanted to go to the, uh, to the, to the locks and it was like, un- unbelievable, you know, like there's the scale of like, and like the engineering that went into this, like how they had to like dig through like, how, like, like, uh, like from the Caribbean all the way to the Pacific to build such a thing. Um, we didn't really have much time there. We just mostly like explored the old town. Um, and it's not really much to say about Panama city. It's just a big city. Central American trip. Like it's not a bad intro to the region. I would say like it's, um, 
you're not like throwing yourself right into something extreme. You're throwing yourself, you know, it's like a, a nice little intro. Still kind of modern, but it's uh, it's got that spice, that flair. That spice. And I'm, I'm assuming it like felt a little bit like the like South Florida, United States, because I know they have like um, lots of like tall buildings, skyscrapers and bit like I think that I've seen pictures like the highways are pretty wide. Like it doesn't you don't think Central America right away when you see it. Yeah, Panama was a bit different because even though like it did look different, I found that it just felt like another Latin American country. Even though cause we're only there for like, the guy even thought like I had he had to check my bag to see if I had a drone in it because it was just like, this like huge carry on backpack I was taking with me, and it was just no, I wouldn't say embarrassing, but it was just like the definitely oddball there. Like the only one carrying like my both like two of my bags with me, all the other tourists are just holding like their like you know small bags and that's it. But it was a city really cool. Um, Met a really cool guy at the pool. So the hotel we're at, there's a pool. And I met a guy that had a bunch of tattoos on his face. Was talking to him, <laughs> asked him how his night was. He told me that he used to be in gangs and stuff. And just, yeah, that was that was an interesting combo I had with nah, him. Come on, really? I told him I had, uh, I told him have fun with his family, his his wife and kid. But apparently it wasn't actually his wife and kid. It was just a <laughs> bit awkward when I told him to have fun, have a fun night. But really cool city. And I think uh, I was just... You know, fun to schedule that, purposely schedule that layover with uh, Copa to explore it. How was, uh, how was the flying experience between Panama and Guatemala? Just like any other normal flight. It was like two hours. It's pretty smooth. Uh, very crowded flight. Very noisy, <laughs> uh, which is to be expected. New. Really, really interesting. Like, a lot of it was empty and it was like kind of like surreal. Just like being in like such a huge space with like almost nobody there. Um, you know, when we got there, the Guatemala City Airport isn't too big, uh, and we went through we went through customs, and we took an Uber to Antigua, and I was actually really surprised by how touristy it was because before I left, you know, everybody was telling me why are you go to Guatemala, you know, it's a shithole, uh, <laughs> like that's yeah, literally exactly. literally, literally yeah, what yeah. my girlfriend said, um, and I I kind of like expected it to be like somewhat underdeveloped or like unknown but there it was a lot more developed and there was a lot like more touristy like kind of like uh like aspects to it that i that didn't expect it's not necessarily a good thing but like it's not a bad thing at the same yeah, time yeah antigua That's- is very uh tourist friendly you could have like all the comforts i guess that you want like there is that there's the authentic culture aspect that is there too when you go to the markets and you know other places um but also you have all the american restaurant chains you have uh, decent hotels it's like it's a yeah it's a pretty com- tourist friendly place also uh just one thing before uh, before talking more about uh guatemala i just wanted to know like do you guys have any desire to see more of panama or did you like kind of just you went there you had your layover you you saw what you saw and, and that's about it I don't really think there's, I mean, like if you're in the area, there's probably a lot of like beautiful beaches and like jungles to see. But I think that the, the offering is pretty similar in other countries and it's expensive to go there. And really like Panama city is like a city built for business. That's why there's so many skyscrapers. It's because a lot of businessmen come there. It's like probably like the, one of the most important parts of the world. Like, Like the, just like the Suez Canal, the like Panama Canal is of like utmost importance for global trade. So it's not really 
a city built for tourists. It's kind of like Hong Kong. Like Hong Kong is is a financial city. So I, I think we've we saw what there was to see, and it's good for a layover. But I wouldn't purposely go back. Yeah, there's a lot to see. I think there's more to see, not just the city, but you have the entire country and places to visit. I could see like people going there maybe for just a week to see the Anton Valley or other parts to it. Like I know you did here a few years ago. You know, you definitely go back. But I think I'm satisfied with the day that we had back to Guatemala and uh, Old San Juan. I'm just kind of assuming I've never been, but I kind of feel like it's like Old San Juan with a lot more authenticity and a lot more locals maybe is it would you say that's kind of the vibe there yeah i thought you were going to ask like uh maybe a question like that it is different it's it's yeah it's definitely different i think it's more like Antigua's was more planned like there's like squares while you know san juan's more like not as squarey it's more mountainous like while Antigua's was flat they're, they're very different places also maybe you found this two year that the streets are pretty wide in Antigua, mm-hmm. like compared to the San Juan for sure. Like there, obviously, you could fit cars there, which was different. Yeah, and and San Juan is like very um, old San Juan. It's very I don't know what's the word like not polished, but you know what I mean. It's like picture perfect. Everything looks perfect. Um, maybe Antigua, like I guess yeah, similar, but but yeah, also uh, what old San Juan was more kind of mountainous or whatever, hilly, and uh, Antigua more flat what were the the people you met on your trip like where were they from for example and and what age range a lot of young people mostly from europe or israel especially like in um um san pedro Pedro, there were a lot of israelis like there was israeli like hebrew everywhere um hebrew Hebrew restaurants everywhere there's literally like a whole hotel built the same people from you we met australia so it's a place that attracts like adventurous types from all over and almost everybody we met said that they were like on like the fifth week or like you know the third month of their trip so yeah it's fascinating right and i guess not too many north americans right canadians and americans right no the only really Amer- the americans that we met were people who moved there to live so there weren't a lot of american tourists mostly from from europe or uh or Israel. Yeah, if you want to find Americans in that part of the world, go to maybe Cabo or uh, Cancun and places like that. Yeah, Costa Rica. Now I was thinking about it. I don't think on our entire trip we met um, like Americans. Like, I think we met. Okay, that was false. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I met boat. one guy in a boat, but he was like moving there. The guy never actually been to like many places in in Guatemala, but he just was building a house by the lake and i also met actually i met like a vietnamese couple i mean they're from texas but i met them like you know they're still like american but you know like i found the most people that i met were american were maybe older people while like you know the maybe people our age a funny story in mind of other like tourists i met or something but i, I forget that if it comes back to me i'll uh say the story because i want to start saying maybe a bit a bit of stories that happened on the trip but uh i'll give it back to jared just one, one more question before you guys like really get into the, the deep into the story so you like you said jared you, you met a lot of people that were on like the fifth week or the third month of their trip can either of you see yourself doing a trip longer than three four months not, maybe not longer but like up to four ish months in a different in a certain region of the world i know you guys have had like two plus months away from from home on a on a trip before but but like around like that amount of time would you be able to do that I don't think it aligns with 
what I see my future as becoming. Um, I think as to live in a different country and like have a job there and stay in one place is one story, but backpacking to like multiple different countries over four months, I'm not sure if that's something I'll ever do. And also like, I just, I found that even like in Georgia, when we got back to Israel, I was especially tired after two months and I had no desire to continue. So I don't think I'd want to. Yeah. I think like even, even on our trips, like you feel you do two, three, four weeks. It's like, you kind of had enough. It's like time back time to get back to reality. I think, uh, also I, we're not really people that are like drop everything, drop yeah, school, drop, uh, work, drop everything else, all our other responsibilities in order to like, just backpack through third world countries or, or just countries in general. Um, I think, uh, <laughs> we kind of like, we, we are, I think more responsible, maybe, uh, somewhat ambitious people. Like we want to have responsibilities yeah. and accomplish things. Not that like traveling isn't a great learning experience, but it's like, yeah, it's a lot of time. It's and, nice to and have. it's tiring too. Every day is yeah. different. You're, you're eating like shit every day. It's like <laughs> McDonald's. <on>. Yeah. Pollo campardo in Guatemala. It's, uh, it's nice to have a schedule sometimes. I think, uh, we could agree. Like, you know, I think a lot of people maybe backpack, like, I know it's like, it's because we're travelers, we're explorers, but like, I want to really consider myself maybe a backpacker, which I explained to you guys before. Like, I don't see myself, just, I think, uh, for do that. Plus, I think we all have commitments at, at home. Like, I was looking into Canada and, you know, I don't think there is a program or I don't think by law, like, your company doesn't have to give you, like, I know European countries, they give like sabbaticals with maybe like paid time off, but Canada, they don't provide, like, they don't have that here which explains it. But also, you know, we have like, you know, our jobs back home. We have like our families. Like, I think my girlfriend would kill me if I left for a year. She already almost yeah. did for two weeks. Like she got, <laughs> she got really mad. So, you know, like, I don't think we could, you know, just start running off everywhere, but you know, we enjoyed it, uh, how it was for sure. Yeah. And honestly, like everything's good in moderation, uh, or like traveling, adventuring, like all these things are good in small doses and too much of a good thing is sometimes not that maybe your your stomach's not really reacting well to these kind of countries or <laughs> or you know maybe you get sick or maybe whatever yeah. it's like okay time, time maybe time to go home maybe time to you know get back to reality and nothing wrong with uh i don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah there's nothing wrong with like you know it's in dates of vacation and there's nothing wrong with like you know not wanting to i guess party like all the time it's sometimes maybe you know i wouldn't say i felt like a fomo fear missing out but you know we went to like a place called san pedro and guatemala by the lake which was you know it's meant for partying but like jared and i we didn't really party while we were there you know we went to bed a bit earlier by early i mean maybe like 10 or 11 and then we would, but we would also wake up super early to have most of our days which which i was you know okay with you know and i think uh a lot of people I was talking to a girl there um, that we met and she was saying how like you have some people that just go to hostels and they don't realize they're there for like the next like they plan on staying there for a night and they're there for like a week straight, just doing like drugs and alcohol, like the entire time they're there. That's why they don't even know what date is. And like two weeks pass by. And, you know, I don't think like, I don't think that's really for me to do that. Like, yes, to go and have fun, but I don't think I'm going to get blacked out at a hostel and forget what happened to me. Like, yeah, you're going there, you're going to see the culture, you're going to experience the, the landscapes and all that stuff. Like, yeah, just see how other people live in different parts of the world. And, you know, once you do that, you get the idea of it after two weeks and, and you know you've learned some maybe some lessons from it maybe you've taken some things from your trip maybe you've become more grateful you know grateful for what you saw grateful for the life that you have back home and time yeah time to balance 
Also, I guess I have another question. Um, you mentioned Antigua, like right after Panama City. You guys totally skipped uh, uh, Guatemala City throughout your trip, right? Like from the time that you went to the airport, you took an Uber to Antigua, and on the way back home, also you skipped. Uh, yes. Yeah. N- it was much, a necessary uh, sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, not much, uh, not much going on there. So yeah. Antigua. What took place in Antigua? So I guess when you were in the city, like what do you guys do? You obviously, yeah. Let's. We went. We basically walked around. We were exploring it. At one point, Bradley wanted to go find uh, an exchange place just to get some some quetzals, and we accidentally walked into this produce market, and it was like very very interesting. He goes there, show you their wares, and it was something that. Don't think I think I don't think I've ever walked in the middle of before, so it was certainly a new experience. Um, and there's also like another guy. There's a guy there is like pestering us like uh, for a dollar. I think he wanted a dollar. We wouldn't give it to him, and he kept trying to follow us. Um, so that's nothing new, you know. Experience that in the United States also. Um, and like other than that, like it's very touristy. Like there's not really like a lot to do there aside from like you know the, yeah. you can go on a hike nearby we went into the store and like had like these like handmade masks and like they're like really creepy creepy looking i wanted to get one to bring back is it my, like a wrestler kind of mask yeah or wrestler mask okay. i don't know what like the cultural significance of those were but they're very very like offset off-putting i guess and like then i guess like because of the weirdness i wanted to buy one and did you no Okay. Uh, I did not. They were yeah. I was gonna buy one for my girlfriend as like a prank, but it's too expensive. Uh, I see. Markets. What I found interesting about those markets, especially in Guatemala, is like something that I noticed um, over there that you'll never see over here is like you'll have little kids that are like helping. I don't know if you saw this. Maybe it depends on on the day of the week, but maybe it's more common on the weekends. But you see like the little kids helping their parents like set up and you know sell and all these things i just i found that so crazy like amala was getting out of the airport right away you have like you know locals waiting for their family and right away like they're wearing like attire that like they're they're native you like clothes that you know i've never seen before and it's just like there's you know you think some places like peru i know like they'll wear it just like for tourists and stuff to get for like pictures (laughs) Sorry, Sailor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for like pictures. Yeah, exactly. With, uh, a for, baby llama or yeah, alpaca for, or something. Yeah, like maybe in Cusco, I've heard that, like they wear it because, you know, like in the city, like people, I mean, maybe in Guatemala City, they just wear, you know, normal, like clothes, most likely. But I mean, people were just there at the airport, just in like their actual native clothes. And it's just, you know, they weren't there, also not there for money. Just, that's how they dress. And that was really cool to see, like right off the gate. You could tell, I could tell it was going to be a different type of place. It kind of felt, does it kind of, did it kind of feel like, like an Indiana Jones movie or something? It's like when you get out of the airport, you see everyone, everyone's dressed like in the native way. It's like, wow, it's like, this is not just in the movies. This is kind of like real life. Yeah. That's why getting out of the airport and like, like I'm saying, I already knew, we already knew we we're in a different country, like right off the, the gate. I, I like the, the idea, like the concept of that. It's like you get off, you're like, wow, this is like, I don't like to use the word. It's like raw travel. It's like, it's not as saturated or not as like touristy as like maybe like Costa Rica or like other places in Central America, parts of Mexico, who like cancun cancun you won't get off the plane and see so like you'll see someone playing like the maracas or something but they're gonna they're doing that for like tourist stuff um yeah so after like the the city after like antigua i don't know if you guys have any more things to say about it but after that i heard was like probably one of the most like 
tremendous experiences of the trip? No, that was after uh, San Pedro. Oh, right. How was San Pedro then? Um, it's like a crack den, you know? I mean, like, not really, but like, it's just like, it's like party city, like party Centro, you know? Like, it just... Yeah, it feels like something you'd see in like, obviously it's it's cleaner and all that, but it's like maybe something you would see in Asia, you know, like those places that you imagine with all the Israelis and yeah. stuff, maybe in India or Nepal or something. Obviously it's, it's nice and well-kept compared to those places and uh, not as noisy, but still, yeah, that's kind of the vibe. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a beautiful kind of like area. Like there's like the lake and it's surrounded by these mountains. Uh, unfortunately, while we were there, like it was, there was a lot of fog, so we couldn't really see much of anything. Uh, but at night, it becomes like very lively. Like there's a lot of clubs, not really clubs, like just like places to dance, drink, you know, a lot of bars, a lot of young people, like, a lot of noise. For some reason, like people there like to set off fireworks at night. Mm. And I don't understand why. Even during the day, like people are setting off fireworks. Like every five minutes, you hear a firework. So I don't know what that's about. But. Yeah, I, I have I don't know if I've experienced it, but I heard that like uh, in Mexico too, like they have a love for fireworks. It's just like I don't know all the time. Yeah, it's randomly. Um, other than that, like there's like just they have like a bunch of different towns around the uh, around the lake, and you can take ferries between them. Uh, and it's really just to me, it seems like it was a place people lived before it was a tourist attraction. Dan Pedro or all is like And it was kind of strange. A lot of it was seemed like it was it was built recently, like it was made out of cinder blocks. So that was probably like, you know, last 50 years or so. And I was wondering like where like all the older like buildings, you know, used to be. Maybe they were destroyed by earthquakes, who knows. Maybe they like the residents upgraded the houses. Maybe I maybe the more residential areas were also like a bit outside of like the city central. Yeah. yeah. It was nice. Um, we went to Chichicastanago, mm-hmm. which is a market that's like about two hours bus ride from uh, what's that town called? Multiple from Panahachel. Panahachel. It's very very crowded. You know, there's a bunch like everybody's trying to sell you everything. Uh, for somebody who's not comfortable bartering like I am, it's uh, <laughs> stressful. Um, for Bradley, you know, he loves to like bargain for like. It was a rush under the sun, yeah. so it was a rush for him. Um, Give me this 100. Yeah. yeah, he's bargaining and for things that he doesn't even yeah. need. Yeah. Like you said before, like there and like one kid was like alone, you know, didn't under uh, tourist couple just to <laughs> leave us alone. Go, go, go. We're like, blancos, okay. That's really funny. Dolares, dolares. Yeah, but um, so would you say? Uh, so I guess maybe you want to talk more about Chi Chi, but maybe first I'll ask you like um, up to this point in the trip, what was your uh, what was your favorite? What was the most authentic experience that you had uh, so far in that in the trip uh, leading up to the Chi Chi? Was it Chi Chi itself? Maybe the chicken buses or or it's probably the chicken buses because that seems like the true method of transport. Actually, the true method of transportation for Guatemalans is probably hitching on the back of a pickup truck but um <laughs> that's the most authentic yeah yeah but like, it was really 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 neat um they're all buses imported from the united states so they're probably school buses at some point 
I didn't find San Pedro to be super authentic. Seemed like kind of like a tourist trap, kind of like that, like that city in Israel. A lot of spots. There are a lot of like hippies, you know, pretty like trying to people trying to like follow some, some like, um, some like some variant of Mayan religion. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it didn't seem authentic, but I feel as though it's okay because mm-hmm. the people there need to make a living. So I was fine with it. Yeah. So the bottom part of the lake, like, I mean, bottom part of San Pedro was very touristy signs everywhere. Just every, like you tell us even like the prices were higher, but I explored the town a lot. Like I even walked a bit higher and the prices, you know, go cheaper. And I was like the only, I think like tourist as soon as I walked a bit higher, but I just found there was like, it was a weird mix. Like I obviously I don't, don't hate anyone, but a lot of, I found like hippies there just, I don't know what, like what they were doing. Don't want to hate on anyone, but there's this one guy that we passed by is like his his shop. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of find I understand maybe they employ people, but I find it a bit weird when you have like these random white people that just open up like their their stores and shops there. Like you'd have this one guy, you'd walk by his shop, and he's just like doing some painting, and you hear some like fucking Burning Man type of music, <laughs> like, and then this guy's like shirtless, and I don't know why, but it just smelt like so bad passing by his place. It just smelled, I don't know why, like, it, the worst thing I've smelled, it, it's like, you know when someone, like, I feel, I feel bad saying this, you know when someone hasn't washed their hair in, like, months and it becomes, like, like, not, like, yeah, exactly, it just smelled, like, really bad, and you could smell from, like, a mile away, and this guy, don't forget, it's, like, night, and you have, like, kids there, and people just walking around, this guy's just blasting his music, shirtless, like, doing all this, like, LSD type of paint and stuff, it was... So good. he's not really, he doesn't really have necessarily respect for, for the place that he's in. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't more the touristy spot. It's yeah. not like there's people's houses yeah. there, but you know, it's like, he wasn't local, but he was doing his thing. I remember one night too, we passed by like the shop and like, so we we're staying at a hotel that was like maybe 10 minutes away from the main walk from like the main uh, area where the main boats are. And it's kind of weird. Like we have to walk by like an, all these like bars and then also like an elementary school on the way to, to get there, which is you have bars and beer next to like elementary schools. I think I'm pretty, I like, I had a kid that I think sold me beer at one night. Like I went to store. I'm like, like, I'm like, can I buy a beer please? It's like a 12 year old girl. It's just like, yeah, for sure. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely, I forget the, the point that I was going to make, but it's definitely like a, a different experience for sure. Walking around like San Pedro and, and again, it is touristy, but I, I think it's definitely worth, uh, it's worth visiting, worth seeing for sure. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, it's not the worst thing. It's like, at least I'm sure even the locals appreciate that, like it contributes somewhat to their economy and stuff. Um, I remember what I was going to say to cut you mm-hmm. off. Um, I think we were walking by one night and there's a store where they sold like, I don't know how this store made money. They sold like, just like looked like fresh produce, but they only sold like five types of like items like I, i've I never seen anyone go up to their shop and i would walk by this place every day pretty sure one night the guy I, like i don't know if he was joking or not i've you know i feel like a lot of places they're you know probably like work with like the, the gang or maybe like have to pay protection money i don't know it's like this guy is with a motorbike he's like stops at them and he's like damn me dinero and he's like screaming he's like screaming it at them and the you know i couldn't tell if it was true like he's telling them like give me my money yeah. but i couldn't tell if it was true because like the woman in the store was kind of just like giggling and smiling, but the guy looked serious. Maybe she was like doing that as a coping mechanism. I don't know, but it was just, it was something that was like strange to see. 
Oh, just another story I wanted to. <laughs> That's pretty husband. wild. You like and you weren't sure if you weren't sure if like shit was gonna go down. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, I mean, I, I thought there something was gonna go down, but it just you know uh, <laughs> definitely uh, interesting to see. People there, yeah, they're very friendly. Um, not that guy, but the rest of the people are uh, very friendly in Guatemala. Yeah. Uh, two quick things. One thing is that um, we were mentioning before about the clothes. I think it's also really cool to see people nowadays and. Um, you know, I, I was just in, in Brooklyn, actually, and I, I saw, like, all these different kind of people. You know, I'm not even going to get too into it, but they need to find some some sort of, uh, not spirituality, but they, they some need meaning, some guidance some purpose, in their life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, maybe some low mo- bad morals and stuff. So I think it's nice to see people with that hold on to tradition and, and good values and stuff. And uh, even, like... I don't know if you remember hearing their local language, like their native language. Sometimes. But yeah, it doesn't even sound, it sounds like almost like an Asian language, uh, which is really cool. And yeah, the other thing, I don't know if you want to add to that. Yeah, it was a different thing. Like, it was very cool seeing their, their clothes. There's one time where I saw like um, a white girl, like a tourist that was wearing the clothes. I was like, like yeah, yeah I don't but know I was, how like, I feel about that. Yeah, I was like, uh, please take that off. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like. I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't give a fuck about like, uh, cultural appropriation, all that stuff. But it's like, it's, yeah, it, it's always weird when you go to the Caribbean and you see like white girls with, with, uh, braids, what do you call it? Like, yeah, dreads and, uh, yeah, or dreads or braids and, um, or like, uh, come on, you're going to go to Mexico and like start wearing sombrero or, and, and a poncho. It's like, it's just, it's disrespectful, you know, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the other thing I wanted to mention, you were mentioning about the, the hippies and stuff like that. I remember also seeing people that looked like like uh, they were part of a cult or something, or like they were monks, like dressed like monks or something. Young, it's called. And it was, so San Pedro might be cool. It's all like cars, and it's more, it's like a, it's a pretty goofy place. So what happened, What like, did you guys do anything special that you want to mention in San Pedro, or do you want to, you know, talk about the next thing that... Uh, the next thing that happened yeah so i just want to mention more about like the chicken buses that i was talking about because i think this is like the, this is a journey that was worth mentioning for sure like we want to go to san pedro to some market called chichi castanago um and to get to that i was talking about where you could buy things there you know you could bargain i bought like things for um just like myself and like some things for my girlfriend too got her like got a keychain of like the devil because she's a devil got like a a stuffed animal and like a bookmark and um, it was just like I think one part of it was very touristy, like obviously meant for tourists, but another. But then you did have local parts to it. Um, you know, I've, again, like Guatemala feels safe, but we had to take uh, one boat across the lake. This is, like over a half an hour boat across the lake. Then we had to take another like public bus, like a school bus, to another like up the mountains to another town. Then take another school bus, another public bus. I mean, to another place. Then to take another small van, also acting like a bus to this market so they take like four methods of transportation just one way and also on the like another four on the way back which is absolutely crazy i don't know why we did that like and the thing too is we were the only like like you think it's gonna be like yes there were some like few there tourists there but they weren't there wasn't that many like white tourists there like you know i'd be we walked around that town and we were like the only white people like many times and like i just even on the buses like we were sometimes the only like you know white people like foreigners on this bus full of packed of like locals and just it was it was crazy like never experienced something like that in my life like really really authentic did you like that experience amazing it was of course yeah 
what about i'm not sure if jared did he'll uh, tell you did i like it mm-hmm. yeah it was fine yeah the experience of just like feeling <laughs> that you like seeing no one because maybe in, in our life we're, we're so used to seeing other people that look somewhat like us and then this situation where everyone it's a very i don't know what's the word uh monot- monotonous um, so like everyone kind of looks the same and then you're like the odd one out like even doesn't matter how you dress doesn't matter how you look or make your hairstyle or beard or whatever like you can't try to no matter what you do you can't look like a local so yeah. it's kind of weird to stand out like that don't you find yeah, we've. It's not the first time that's happened. We went to Azerbaijan in 2019, and you're pretty much the only people that were either Canadian or American there. I remember at one point we went on a day trip to the north of Azerbaijan, and it was exclusively people from like the Arabian Peninsula, or Pakistan, or India, or Iran. So we were like the only ones there. So. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, it's, do we stick out? Yeah, but I think I, don't, I think for the majority of those people there, they've seen Gringos plenty of times. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I guess on the bus, was there any anything interesting that happened? Like, I'll I'll say for example, when I was on the bus, um, I was like sitting on the in my row with some other people, and then the row in front of me was a family with six people. So it's like two adults and four kids all on one little row that's supposed to sit only two people. I thought that was crazy, but I don't know if you have any any stories on the bus where they're like people trying to sell you stuff on the bus or I met these weird guys from from Maine that were like obsessed with Bitcoin. <laughs> um that's like the most noteworthy thing I could I can remember. Like they were like bro, bro, like I, I have I bought like uh the fuck coin or whatever. The yeah, shit coin. You know? Um <laughs> The guy was like came back there and his old like girl from she's from England she, she talks like this like I I do I, I walk in fashion and like I'm like it's like this guy's like our age like twenty like twenty like maybe a little like twenty six twenty seven he's like yeah this is my girlfriend guys I just found that like like a little bit strange <laughs> like yeah but you know the people you meet there in uh, Guatemala did you did you eat any uh, street food or something in Chichi like did you did you eat something or. You just kind of went, bought some souvenirs and bounced. Um, in Chichi, we ate from this chicken place. It's like fried chicken, um, and like it didn't come with any sauce. It didn't come with the sauce. Um, like we we didn't really we didn't really we didn't really eat street, Lost in the we didn't really we, we didn't really eat street food like at all during the trip. Bradley did it like sense. once. He ate like these like little hot dogs. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, I said that after. Yeah. That was like that was like I think uh, when uh, one of the days uh, around the lake. So yeah, we went to this viewpoint, um, the top, some viewpoint in one of the lakes, uh, not San Juan de la Laguna. It's about like thirty Guatemalan Catalans uh, to get up there. It's a bit pricey, but I think it was worth it for the view. You know, met a lot of cool people up there, locals and other like tourists. And the way down, I was so hungry. And this guy's selling, like, I think hot dogs, like, one hot dog for, I think, six or seven quetzales a hot dog, which is, like, what is that? Maybe, like... It's around a dollar or a bit less. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I think it was less than a dollar, like, a hot dog, which, you know, it's a good price. And I was like, I'll have one. I, I had one, and I was like, I was like, okay, give me a Lost second. There. I was like, give me a second, you know? And the guy, like, gives me a second. I have it. I'm like... Okay, give me a third. <laughs> I have a third, and like I'm pretty sure I'm like I'll have a fourth. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's the only business for the night. Like, 
that kind of reminds me in puerto rico somewhere um something the beach there crash road beach you guys had like these like fucking weird hot dog shit it was like hot dog with like like smothered in ketchup or something i was like i was like i watched you guys eat this i'm like what the fuck is that when you're hungry you'll eat anything yeah when you're hungry you're like if you're in like some random country yeah yeah, you're like gimme 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 the trip wasn't there weren't a lot of things we did that were very eventful up until the hike in my opinion, until the hike up um, a Katanago. Because we didn't really do much around a lake, aside from like go to Chichicastanago. And we didn't really do much in Antigua. And I have to say, like, I don't know, is it okay if I skip forward? Oh, what are you skipping? To the hike? To the hike, because that, that's like really the most... That's yeah, I was gonna I was gonna point the direction of the podcast towards the the yeah, hike. Maybe I'll say like two things about the lake before we. Yeah, probably some things to add about the the lake. Yeah, let's just finish up the lake, uh, before we get there. I'm just scrolling through some pictures to see what else. Oh yeah, so one good food place I ate at. You know, a lot of times we didn't. I didn't think we ate at like authentic Guatemalan places on the trip that much. Like, I think we ate in El Salvador. We definitely had more like because the hotel we were staying at had more authentic. But we'll get into that soon. But I remember there's this one restaurant we ate at for breakfast in, um, what's the town called again? The the northern one? Panachal? Yeah, Panachal. So we went to this restaurant and apparently it's actually pretty well known, but I didn't know. It's uh, it's like on a, one of the side streets and there are two, like an older couple that owns it. And they it's pretty cheap. It was like 25 quetzales for everything I'm about to say that I got, which is pretty cheap, you know? like And it was just like home cooked, like the couple, it was only us there. They have like a TV playing like... Uh, forget, I know the word special. Like, I mean, like it's like soap opera, but it's smash. It's like uh, Terra Nova, yeah, Terra Nova or something. And they're just playing that, and it's like just an old couple. And I had for twenty five quetzales like tortillas. You know, they gave me like frijoles, like the beans. They gave That's me like, like less the, than three bucks. Right? Yeah, like maybe. Yeah, and you know, like uh, like bananas, like really like authentic Guatemala meal for such a cheap price, and even came with coffee too. Like if I went to, back to Guatemala. 100% I'm going back to that place. Just, I think, I wish I knew the name, but who's ever listening to this, like, you have to go to this place. Like, it's 100% like the... the fuck are they going to know where to go? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... Send, send me the coordinates. <laughs> yeah, go on Google Maps. I'll find that. But, uh, you know, like, home um, near the one of the main roads, I think people know what they're talking about. How close was it to... Um, how close was it to the bus stop and how close or how close was it to the... Kind of in the, the middle. drops you off? Yeah, it's oh, in the middle. Was it on that main street that you go... It's no. it's like almost, it's like you make a left and it's like the one of the first buildings there. But it's I don't know how we found it. Maybe I'll try finding the name. But like, yeah, but oh, exactly. Well, do you have a picture on your phone? Yeah. Well, usually the picture might have the the location, so you don't have to do it now. But it's like this. you could just swipe up on the picture. You'll you'll see the location. I don't know if you're in Google Photos or Apple, whatever. Yeah. Either way. Um, but uh, it's basically okay. So if you're listening to this. It's near up, mm. but it's not actually there. Um, and not that if you're listening to this, you know, if you really want to go to this place, just know it's around that area and you, you'll find it. I'm going to give it back to Jared. All right. And next up, we're going to talk more about one of the most more interesting uh, experiences, I guess, not only of the trip, but maybe would you say in your life? Yeah, it was brutal. It was the hardest thing I've ever done easily. Um, nobody mentally and physically or, or just physically or mentally and physically. Um, nobody told me really like how hard it was actually going to be. 
we had the option to get a porter to port our bag up to the top. And we said no, because we didn't want to like look weak or like pussies or anything. But I think that was like 100% the wrong move because I wasn't in the greatest shape when we started the hike. And it took just, I think, under three minutes for me to lose my breath completely. And for like an hour up until the first point, and it was like just a, a, a total dredge, like an ordeal. Um, they give us lunches. And... I'm not sure if it was like the food, but like you know, at, at a later point, uh, we got really sick. The entire, entire, the entire hike, your entire hike up was like, like the view was a, it was, it was, it was pretty standard. You know, it was like just forest, so you could never really tell how far you were, you were, which kind of fucked with you a bit. Uh, it was almost entirely uphill, so you never get a break. And you just have, like, you're always, like, going up and up and up. And at one point, you just kind of, like, have to become a zombie and just ignore your legs. It took six hours to reach the top. And by then, we were we were completely dead. They were offering the, the chance to go on an additional hike to Fuego. But we were like, fuck that. Because yeah. it was, like, another four hours, I think. Uh and when we got to the top, I think I saw like one of the most incredible things I've ever seen was Fuego in the distance, like blowing its top. And like I've never heard, I've never, <laughs> I've never, I've never heard like anything, anything like that. Like with like the, like the ash coming in and like the sonic booms. Um, uh, that was like more, more at night. I, I think that was pretty wild. I guess it was blowing its top for sure. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> i think people don't realize that when you're, when you're hiking especially when you're out of breath like what, even like an extra pound makes it that much more difficult and i don't think like you know we didn't realize that you know i thought that okay like you know we're used to carrying our backpacks but when you're like when there's less, especially like less oxygen that you're used to like just that extra like pound or two makes a difference and we were carrying our bags that i don't know how heavy you think our bags were like 50 pounds okay maybe with like i don't know maybe they're heavy for sure and like you know definitely like when you're walking straight maybe it's doable but when you're walking uphill with you know again like less much less oxygen than we're used to like again the hike starts at like 22 uh like 100 meters above sea level goes up to i think like the highest points over like what 15 5,900. That's the top? Pretty sure. Yeah, I, no, this, it goes over up to 3,000 something, I think. It goes up to about like 3,000 something uh, meters. I think like the, the yeah, peak Yeah, I thought is, it was like 14,000. Maybe that's feet, but like, yeah. I think like 3,000 uh, meters, like the top, like the, the top, top. So, you know, like, I think the mistake Jared and I did is that we um didn't get porters at the beginning. You know, we wanted to feel like we were the big shit, you know. Did you get the sticks at least? Right, so I didn't. I didn't actually get these st- walking sticks. Oh man! Jared got two. I got one. I should have got two because honestly, it really helped on the way down. It helps on the way down the walking sticks. If you're doing the hike, listening to this, get the walking sticks. I don't think I even paid for mine. I think they they just gave it to me. Mm. The walking stick, and they didn't know I didn't pay for it. So mm. I just whatever. It's only like five, ten good salads or five salads for one. So it's not even that pricey. But I mean. Like where Jared and I were hiking at the very beginning, this isn't the beginning. We weren't even like at the entrance of the park yet. 
and we were like we were already fucking exhausted like i was looking at jared i'm like yo i'm like yo this kid's not making it to the top <laughs> like, like I, 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 I knew i knew he was dead like i saw his i can't even see his eyes like uh, sunglasses recovering them like his hat on like <laughs> it looked like it's like you know when someone's like falling and they're trying to grab onto the first thing they see they look like jared like his arms were just out like this trying to like just get, grab oh, onto whatever I knew, like, I could tell it was difficult, and I, I, I kind of felt like, hey, like, I need to do something about this. So we got to the entrance after about an hour or something of hike, hiking, and I asked, like, our tour guide, I'm like, look, could we, like, like pay a porter? I was like, even though, you know, I realized a lot of other people weren't were paying for porters, like, more than half the group was. So I was like, whatever, more than half the group is, like... Yeah, even all the Israelis, you know, even they're from the army, they they even paid for porters. The guy, yeah, the Israelis, like, it's their job, you know, <laughs> his words, not mine. Yeah. But, you know, they say that it does actually, like, help them and their families and stuff, because it's, like, about, I think, 20, it's, like, about $22 American, like, or maybe around that to hire, like, for each way. Yeah, I mean, they, they show up there to work hoping that someone will <laughs> yeah, pay them, right? Yeah. They're not like, oh, man, I got yeah, another customer today. Like, yeah, they're, them, they're happy. A lot yeah. of them are maybe, like, are like the tour guides, you know, that are just carrying an extra bag. Yeah. It's like, they're already hiking to the top. They'll just carry an extra bag, and they're used to it. So it's, like, an extra, you know, like, $22 American for them, which is, you know, it's a lot there. It could feed, like, for a few days. It's uh, it's enough, like, for good for their families. And some of them, like, they even share. Like, they even, I'm, like, I think it's, like, halfway it was one guy carrying it. The next half it was, like, some random, like, like 16-year-old kid carrying it. I think asked him his age, like, how old he was. But I remember getting to the entrance. So I was, like, it's like, amigo, like, necesito un portor por mi mochila. He's, like, he's, like, okay, okay. And I, we, like, right away, like, I remember telling Jared the news. I was, like, Jared, I have news for us. I have good, really good news. Jared's, like, Jared's, like, what? The guy's, like, dying. Like, I'm, like. I got his porters. He was like, no, Jared was like, no fucking way. And like, he was like, I think we were both so relieved from that. I think it was the most relieving thing about the trip. Like, just recommendation for ever, who's ever going on it. Hire porters for the way up, maybe not for the way down. Um, yeah, it was the best decision, like, I've, I think I've ever made. Because I really, I'm not sure if I would have made it to the top without a, like, without a porter. Because, like, I was, I think I was really pushing myself to the point, you know, especially with not that much oxygen, that, like, I, I thought maybe I'll say more later, but my head was hurting. Like at the top, I know even right before the top, I was taking like, I mean, by top, I mean base camp. I was taking up like, I really did. Like I couldn't walk like 10 feet without my head starting to pound. Like it was, it was really uh, blowing the top. Like uh, for whoever's listening, like get the porter, get your one or two sticks and you'll, it's uh, way better. Hopefully um, it'll still Eric, kill you. Yeah, it's still gonna. So do you remember also, was there a point where like, I remember for me there was a point where the physical thing like it was it was just so bad for me where I had to just complete like you said just forget about the physical aspect forget about your legs and I had to just like convince myself like to keep going and not give up and uh, I think if I didn't like tell myself over and over a thousand times not to give up like I don't know what I would have done I wanted to just like collapse right there and then it was yeah definitely the hardest thing also yeah I guess what was also hard was um, how was the hike to the on the like three forty five a.m. or four a.m. How was that hike? Well, for we both have one. different experiences with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'll let Bradley mm-hmm. share his. So like once we got to the base camp, you know, we had supper. I think it was pretty relaxing. Like you know, spoke to people. You know, took pictures. Like it was kind of felt like a camp. Like bonfires. You know, eating food. And, like it was. It was really nice experience. I did go to bed like around nine or maybe even nine because again, like my head was really hurting. Like um, but 
I remember like <laughs> the entire night, like this kid Jared is like going out and in, in like the, like again everyone could hear the cabins like there's like like in the tents they're right next to each other they're thin like even in like whispering the everyone could hear you there's like two like Israeli girls like talking the entire night they're like hey it's a Yofi volcano okay like it's like everyone's like telling them like everyone's telling them like shut the fuck up like yeah. go to bed like everyone. Like, I, I remember even the next morning, I went up to them. I was like, because I was talking to all the other people. I was like, hey, you guys, uh, with, you had a fun night last night. They're like, yeah, like, eh, yeah, we watched the volcano eh, the entire night. I'm like, yeah, I know you did too. Don't worry, everyone heard you speaking. <laughs> I know I was joking with them when I said that. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, I was joking with them. I was laughing. But we got to the top and before, like, going, I mean, before going to bed at the, the base camp, um you know i was telling jared i'm like look i really don't feel well like there's a chance like i might not want to go to uh like the 4 a.m hike tomorrow because like again like i really do not uh feel well like when i mean pounding i mean like like to a whole new level so jared's like okay okay don't worry about it your head gave you a real pounding yeah i gave me a real right pounding. at the top of the top of the volcano don't make me blow, blow my top like uh <laughs> <laughs> so i think the next morning pounding we, top, yeah. the next morning wake up and I already know, like, Jared was up the entire night. Like, the guy's going in and out the tent watching, like, the volcano explode. Well, well, what, what would everybody else have done? It's like a fucking volcano. When are you, you going to see a volcano for yeah. the rest of your life? You know, right. if I hear the volcano exploding at night, when you could, that's the only time you can see the lava coming down. And it's like, I'm not fucking sticking the tent when that's happening. Are you crazy? That's the only time that the, 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 the load is visible from the top. <laughs> it's also, it got foggy, but the next morning we, I mean, I did see the, like, the lava go, but again, like I was like, okay, like I saw, like I'm going to go to bed. The next morning we get up and luckily my head wasn't hurting anymore. I got up and I was like, okay, it's like, I need to do this hike. Like, you know, it's the reason why I came here. It's like, go to the summit and I get up and I see Jared lying in bed. Good luck. Nope, and he just puts the covers back on his head. He's like, yeah, I'm not going anymore. Just goes back to bed. So I, I'm like, uh, came out from hiding. Yeah, I felt something was wrong in my stomach. I should have listened. Because there was. Yeah. Because like during the night, I like my stomach was really hurting. And I really did not want to use the outhouse at all. Uh, especially at night. But... I, should, I probably should have because the entire the entire way up that up to the peak was like an hour and a half like i just i had to shit myself oh, i was like just holding in shit and like there were people behind me you know <laughs> and i had to fart at the same time so it was like literally like, and if you fart, literally you shit. literally tor- it was literally torture and that was the beginning of my of my torturous experience that would last until like probably uh three o'clock the next day <laughs> Uh, three o'clock that day it was like a 12 hour ordeal um and i uh we got to the top and it was beautiful you know like you could see the sunset sunrise, the sunrise and um the volcano was like still exploding like it explodes every two minutes um and it was really really nice um but you know like again i was having problems with my stomach um and I don't know. I, I, I don't really know. If there's that much to say about the the, the summit. Like the, it's just like it's just black rock, yeah. you know. Uh, on the way down, it was really kind of difficult actually to, to climb down because the um, a lot of like the, the terrain was like very loose rock, mm-hmm. like very like you could almost like kind of like slide a, down. It was like a it was like a fluid almost, and like you could literally like ski down with your yeah. with your shoes. But like the problem was is that. When you did that, 
like your, your your shoes were full of rock. Yeah. And I was an arrogant fuck, and I was wearing Air Force Ones mm. for this entire trip. Um, so suffice it to say, those were ruined. Yeah. Completely, I had to throw them out. Um, I think that was a mistake. I wouldn't do it again. Pretty much everybody thought I was crazy for about the shoes. Yeah, okay. I don't think Bradley was wearing. Bradley was wearing running shoes also. Actually, yeah, I, I wore like New Balance shoes. But the ones I was wearing were um, a bit different. They were, I think they were they're suitable for the hike. Yeah, they got, they got dirty, but they're suitable. Yeah, um, gotta look fresh for the hike. <laughs> it's true. Air Force ones at the top of the mountain. At one point, <laughs> I, the, the like do- I, I've gone hiking in Air Force ones. It's not like the greatest idea, but like maybe for short hikes, but not for. So, <laughs> sorry, I cut you off. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, probably a. Yeah, they're heavy as fuck. Yeah, but Jared would wear Air Force Ones like in like swimming in the ocean if he had to. <laughs> I, I have uh, I have flat feet, so like my my feet are fucked up basically. So like normal shoes, like re- like I can't walk for like more than like a half hour. Um, so the Air Force Ones I found were comfortable. My my feet were very comfortable, just like uh, probably not great support. But um, there were dogs that were climbing up the entire time with us up to the top. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they were doing that. Yeah, they just. I'm pretty. Like, I'm sure there'd be better places to find food than at there were these two dogs and like they're having a fight in the middle of the tree. Um, that was interesting. Uh, and then uh, I don't know. Like Bradley, you have anything to say about the summit? Yeah, I think walking to the summit was like, uh, it felt like we were in like space or something. I don't know how to describe it, but it, it felt like, like I was in, there's a couple from New Zealand that were a bit older and I don't know, they were like a power couple. I don't know. They were very fit. Like they definitely hiked, like just, you know, they're, they're very tough out. It's not tough, but like, I just, they felt like that, like classic, like white, like couple that hikes and those outdoor activities, if you know what I'm saying. But, uh, I was like right behind them and like, it was just the guy, them two than me, like I was in the front and. I was just walking and it felt like I felt like legit I was on space. Like I was taking like three steps and I was like, like I had to catch, I had to take three steps and I'd have to catch my breath. And I was, I, I, I felt like I had to like tell myself, like it was like do or die. I was like, mm-hmm. Brad, you have to fucking do this. It's like pitch black. Like I have my headlap on, like um, I'm holding in my hand cause I think it broke. I'm just behind these people. It's like, I can't stop cause there's people behind me. I'm going to be holding them up. And it's like, I don't know how, but it was like, I, I felt like I was high. Like, I don't know how yeah. to describe it. Like, I never felt anything like that. It was like, it's like, I, yeah, like, I don't know. I take like four, five steps. I'm like three. I don't know. I'm just like, because you have to zigzag up. It's like, that's the course. Like, go to the end of the zigzag. We stop. I'm like, and I'm like looking down and I'm like, I honestly, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it was I don't, like, I'm just like, I'm kind of having like a flashback in my head at the moment. It's like. I don't know, it's like you picture in those movies, it's like that point, it's like that time I almost died in my life, like, yeah. holy fuck, like, that was, that was a whole new level, that was, it was crazy, like, um, wow, I just, there's nothing else to say about that. I agree about the space thing, um, that you're saying, and also, um, the thing about telling yourself about, uh, not giving up and all that stuff, yeah. it's like, I feel like when I was doing it also, I had to, like, turn this switch in my head, and I became, like, a David Goggins, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, those pictures too. your inner bitch, and, yeah. like, um, what's the other one, it's like, you're bad motherfucker. It's like, just, there's it's like, nothing you can't do. It's like, like, you have to like tell yourself that like constantly. Cause if yeah. you're not telling yourself that, like you could, you'll want to give up. And it's like a family guy when like Peter's like, 
I need a like a black man with motivational speeches to motivate yeah. me. It's like you better get the fuck up right now. You better get up there. You're not the first one. If you were first, you're last. It's like yeah. fucking let's do this. Like yeah. it was holy shit. Like that was it was crazy. But I, I think it's so important for for anyone and everyone to do something like that. Like if you're if you're you don't have to be physically fit, but if you have like two legs and you could walk long distances, and if you're not sick, then I think like anyone should do this because. Um, I think it, it'll make life, other challenges in life seem easier. Yeah. You're like, yo, if you could do this, like you could, you could conquer yeah. a lot of shit. Like, yeah, I think it makes uh, other challenges look small compared it to is, that. Like, I remember just going up and like looking behind because like, I was in like, totally, like the front of the line. I was like, you know, like, because if I stop, everyone else stops. So it's like, I was kind of forced mm. to continue. And I was like, you know, it was also to keep up the pace because the people in front of me were going like, you know, they're like a bit fast. So it was just like i remember just the entire time like I'm, I'm pretty sure my head was down you know i had to look where i was going to my head was just down i was like like i don't know it, like i don't know how to describe it, but it was one of those moments like the moments in my life it's like i saw like my flash like my life flash before my eyes i don't know how to describe that but like this was really like a, a whole new level in terms of like uh pushing yourself like I don't yeah know, yeah and even though it was so hard i also I, I felt like when i was going towards the top like when i when the sun was rising I was like, damn! I feel like the like one of the luckiest people in the world. Like, yeah. this just to be able to witness what I'm witnessing right now, looking around, seeing how, like you said, some parts felt like space, some parts the top just felt like, like space. Yeah, yeah, you're looking down and you see like other mountains in the distance and towns and stuff, and just the beautiful landscape yeah. and the sun rising like, and being above like all these things and seeing the fuego in the dis- distance. It's like, man, I felt so lucky. I was like, I never thought I would yeah. see something so cool like, so interesting especially when it's sunrise too like i have a picture where it's just like you know i have a picture where it's just like all like the black like volcanic rock at the top and then you just have two people just only two people by themselves just walking down it and you could see like you cut but like you know for scale of how big it is up there and then all around you just see like clouds it's like you're on like it's like you're on a different planet like it was really it was really crazy i've never felt you know experienced anything like that before yeah i guess it's a good life lesson too it's like if you want, you know, for for good things in life, it pays off, I guess. And even like the um, getting back down, maybe Jagger would say a bit about that for about his story getting back down. I did use the washroom at the top. Like I kind of, you know, I didn't want to, but I was like, there's no way I want to hike with like a bad stomach, which I kind of did at some point. Like it wasn't perfect. I think it fucked up, I fucked it up for a lot of us. I think altitude could affect your stomach for sure. That's what it says like online. I mean, you know, obviously online is correct, um, but yeah, like hiking back down, I didn't hire the porter, so I had my own bag, and um, you know, it's because it's another like twenty something dollars to like American like hire the porter. So I said I could do it, and you know, I only had one stick. I wish I would have had two because it would have helped me keep my balance. But you know, I had to kind of I didn't want to slip because you know it rains in the night, so it could be slippery in the morning. So I had to like stop myself from running too fast down because I know I didn't want to fall and kill myself. I swear my legs have never been that and that much pain in my life and they're in pain i would tell you for the next like at least six days like i we couldn't even walk upstairs jared and i that's how bad they were like it was i like i swear there's some points where i felt like my legs were just going to like like this, <laughs> even like yeah like not even like we weren't even more than halfway down we could have been like just a quarter like a little bit more already i feel like i'm like okay my legs are gonna collapse like i've never i literally pushed my legs to the very edge there like i especially i remember at the end like just i was like I had to almost kind of run because I was like, I was like, well, do I want to make this long and, and hard or do you just want to get it, make it short and just get the pain, like get it out there, you know? Like 
it was Jared will tell you his story though getting back down because for him it was a bit uh, different yeah so it was like the worst experience of my entire life essentially <laughs> um I went to the I don't really want to go too much into the details just because you know but like long story short like i was having gastronomical issues uh and everybody everybody can like get the gist of what i'm saying and like the entire time down there i was like just in pain constantly like just trying to like you know it's like don't shit yourself don't shit yourself (laughs) you know (laughs) and like i think I, i don't know how i did it but like pretty much four hours straight going 20 minutes like i i think i had no strength left like we had to like wait for like these like other myself in front of everybody like i was like i was like what you do this is not happening you can't do this i don't care how much it hurts like I'm, this is not happening yeah and it, i did it and then the, the next five days after that were um so we're like where did you go to the washroom well i don't think that's an important detail i, I, mean, <laughs> I think i think long story short i i ended up i ended up finding a bathroom um, which was like a godsend. Uh, had some Gatorade. I think it was a, it was a euphoric. I'll use that word. Um, <laughs> so much of a relief, but I still felt like crap. I think everybody felt like crap near the bottom. Yeah. But I think I especially had probably the worst time of anybody there. Um, do I think it was worth it to do it? Yes. It was worth it. This podcast turned from shtick talk to shit talk. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I'll tell you this. I would not do it again. Right. Once is enough. Um, Brad, Brad has one more thing to I say. I think that type of, I think that type of hike, really people don't just do that. <laughs> don't just do it on a whim, you know? Yeah. I think it, it should be a, a once in a lifetime kind of experience. I, I'm also, I feel the same way as you, like, even though I'm I'm going back to the country and I was invited to do it again, I'm like I want to leave it as a one time because that's it to me that keeps it special, you know. Yeah, and I don't think that if, I think if you've already seen it, the rest isn't really worth it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but um, yeah. Uh, it's unique because like usually like when you you're going like up, up a volcano, you know, or like doing six hours up six hours down usually you prepare for that but we did absolutely no preparation at all i remember like we went on like a short hike like that took like 20 minutes to get to the top like uh on a lake and i was dying then Mm -hmm. so i was like how the fuck i'm gonna do this i'm gonna i'm literally gonna die and i did die Mm -hmm. uh and it's kind of almost discouraged me from doing any hikes here so yeah (laughs) me too i'm a i'm a bad hiker also i'm a bad hiker i don't like hiking but I also, I, I did this, and um, after that, I was like, uh, yeah, I feel, I felt like I was done hiking for another year or something after that trip. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. So I guess now that we covered that. as a few things I want to add to yeah, it, Yeah, of course. So basically, um, um, there's some funny moments, I guess. Like, we're getting, at the when I first got um, the porter, when we were going on the way to the top, um you know because at first we didn't have a porter so i found the porter i was like you know i asked the guy because at first like the girl that uh that was part of the company that kind of sold it to us she was like 
uh, you can't get that portrait. She's from Vietnamese. I uh, shouldn't do the accent. Never mind. <laughs> so you can't get that portrait now. I don't know. So you know, we're just like, oh fuck. But then I asked the tour guide. I'm like, can we get like the, the like the the, um, the guide? I'm like, can we get a hiker? He's like, he's like, yes, amigo. You know. So I'm like, what's she saying? We can't get it. But I remember when we were allowed or like you know we got the confirmation we could have porters like like this is over an hour in i remember jared was just like 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 jared was like take my money take my money and he doesn't care jared was like just like fucking like throwing his money at the guy like he's a stripper he's like take it take it, take it. <laughs> he was like jared, i never seen a man so fast to get rid of his money before like like they didn't even give the guy his bag he's like just like throwing his money on the ground like, like take it take it like what if you want I'll, t- I'll give you my like i'll give you three three thousand dollars if you want like just take my bag like but that was funny and um yeah I, th- I think like on the way down like i think jared and i we were both like it's like we want to stay together because you know, obviously like we're friends but i think we were both very like annoyed at each other because like we're both in horrible moods like i was also in a horrible mood because my legs were hurting and jared's like had the shit <laughs> the entire time and i remember like getting to like one point and jared we asked like the guy i'm like I'm like, you know, obviously because my Spanish is a bit better, I was like asking the guy, I'm like, uh, mi amigo necesita un baño. Podemos como continuar? He's like, no, amigo, descansar, no, amigo. I'm like, I'm like, it's, um, it's, it's, I forget how to say, like, uh, I, I tell him, I go, it's uh, muy serioso. He's like, no, amigo, you, this guy's like, wait tranquilo. here. And yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, tranquilo, it's just, and Jared's like, right, I'm, I'm just going to run and go to the nearest next to washroom if I can't, can't go. But it was just, <laughs> yeah, Jared did not want to wait. I don't care what happened. I didn't care what happened. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Just Jared and I came, like, you know, he had, like, his sticks with him. And then he just, like, he had, like, I think your your jacket, like, wrapped around your waist. Because you didn't have your bags, <laughs> bags with you. So you had, like, your jacket wrapped around your waist. And I remember, like, how you would hike down. You wouldn't really hike. You would just, like run to the next you would run stop for like a second catch yeah catch your breath then you just run down to the like run another like 10 meters stop run 10 meters like like a wrecking ball like 10 meters and i was like afraid that jared was gonna like because he was behind me he was afraid he was gonna run into me so i was telling him like jared like i was getting a bit pissed i was like jared go in front of me like get away from me essentially like and jared's like bro stop worrying about me i'm like jared like i don't want you like running into me and knocking me over like i'm carrying like a 50 pound bag with me like like maybe not 50 pounds like but still like it's a heavy bag like my legs are done if you if, even if like you touch me like i'm falling like i was that tired jared's like don't worry about it jared's gonna <laughs> continues like running down the hill like <laughs> <laughs> he's like a madman with his sticks like <laughs> I, yeah, that's funny to I see. wish I would have uh, would have experienced that and seen this happening <laughs> it was a smelly tent like <laughs> he has a gas chamber <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I remember like too, I remember like the New Zealand couple was there next to us they're like like hey buddy uh, what are you guys doing the entire night eh like um, and I was like I was sleeping they're like yeah what do you make them sound they sound, I don't know, they say A, I realized, like, them, to, and, like, the Brits, to, they say A a bit, but he was, like, um, I was, like, yeah, my friend couldn't stop going out and in and out of the tent the entire night, <laughs> like, to take some photos, you know, like, it was, <laughs> it was funny, um, yeah, but I think for the hike, like, I think I would do it, like, I think if I went with, you know, came with you guys to Guatemala, I think if I went with Bichet and, and Eric, I feel like I would do, depending on what you guys are doing, if you guys are doing, like, like, um, Maybe if you're doing a different hike, like, then I would go with you guys. But let's say you guys are just like, no, we're just going to stay in Antigua for the day and walk around. Then I, maybe I would consider doing the hike again, you know, because I feel like different people with Eric and B should be like, you know, another new things to experience. But also maybe for the, pr- like, maybe for the price, 
I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not too sure. Like again, it's not like it's happening. It's like it's ever gonna happen. But you know, maybe experiencing with them would be fun. Also, I would do it the right way. You know, I don't think it's. I think it's difficult because you know every every small detail makes a difference. Like not having two walking sticks makes a difference. If I would have had two walking sticks, that would have made a huge difference. If I would have given my bag to the porter at the beginning, would have made it a lot easier. I probably wouldn't have had that you know headache when I got to the top. Realistically, so I think if I did it again, I would just do it the right way. And I think the hike in general is doable. Like I don't. It's difficult. But it's doable. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, if you have two legs, like, you know, you could do the hike. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, you don't need to be, like, an expert hiker. Right. And I just want to say before we get to the next uh, next destination or next country that we're going to talk about on this trip, I just want to ask you guys uh, something It's a little bit off topic, but not really. Um, because, you know, people that um, that travel maybe in our circles or in or Canadians in general, you know, they think, you know, a trip is usually somewhere nice and comfortable in Europe or, or on a beach, a vacation, somewhere tropical. But what did your parents think of you guys uh, going on such a trip where you would do some things that are so crazy? And, you know, this is one of the most uncomfortable, you know, um, experiences that I've ever heard in my life. You know, I've experienced it too. But what did your parents think of you guys going there and doing such crazy things? Displease. Yeah. Uh, for sure. My dad didn't really care so much. My mom was, uh, suffice to say, not very happy with the decision to go. Um, but then again, like most countries would elicit that response. Uh, my girlfriend especially wasn't happy that I was going. But at the in the end, it's my decision. Um, and I went and it wasn't that bad. Nice. It's actually very safe, very... Not oh, dangerous at all. Yeah, you felt good when you were there. Yeah, that's that's really nice. How about you? Yeah, same thing. Um, they, I think they just said if I'm not by myself to be okay with it. And yeah, I think amazing country that I think there's definitely thing worth going back to. I think definitely you want to go see Tikal, like the northern place in the country one time, one day hopefully. And yeah, it was uh, definitely one of the one of the best places I've been to. I think that like overall to end it, I like I mean just guatemala section i mean i just find that what made guatemala was the people like i just find the people there like nothing to start a conversation talk to you that's so cool um i want to mention one other thing but i'm uh i'm blanking on it so yeah either way i guess um the next destination what what's what was next after um after the hike so the next thing we went to or next place was el salvador so we went to el salvador and i'll no give it to jared soon because i know he wants to say some things about it but just like to start it off is where we took a shuttle to get there after the hike i think we spent like a day just relaxing because you know we both had to use like the toilet the entire day like (laughs) oh yeah i like to destroy it too it must even hurt to sit on the toilet we were like 90 year old men we could barely go up the stairs go down the stairs like walk at all so pretty much like any physical activity was was out of the cards um we had a lot you know after leg day when it hurts to even like sit on the toilet uh, that's probably what you guys experienced that persisted i think that that hike basically wiped out most of our plans for el salvador Mm. like we planned to go to santana which is a volcano that has like a blue lake at the top which probably thought was blue lava um and we also possible so um someone asked me to the shuttle so we're going to the shuttle to El Salvador from like Antigua but this one was a new one then it happens like in the evening like it, they pick us up around like 2 around 2 p.m. 
and we met some cool people always on the shuttles we always met like two or some other places which i found was cool because we weren't staying at hostels so we met people as a lot of times like on the shuttles we'd have conversations with them and i wish i could sat in the front for this drive because the guy and there's this really guy that sat it was sitting in the front with the driver and they're they were talking a bit like the driver was putting on like music the entire <laughs> drive so we couldn't really talk to each other but in the front he was like didn't put it on and he was ta- he was like um you know talking to like the israeli guys sitting in the front and i f- kind of wish i sat in the front to have like a conversation and learn about like el salvador from a, a local like i did one other shuttle sometimes in the shuttles i would talk to like the drivers and get to know the place but I remember this guy, we stopped at the washroom. And I remember this, the driver, he was also t- uh, talking a lot to this really guy about like the gangs and stuff. He was showing him like like on news and stuff about what's happening in El Salvador. So I remember we stopped at the washroom at this place in Guatemala. And we, um, you know, we're, we're about to head back. Like, we're, I mean, we're waiting to go to the washroom. And the driver, he's like, uh, he tells me, he's like, like you have to get like your friends. Like, he's like, uh, we need to go, we need to go. He's like, he's saying, uh, Mara, Mara. And I was like, who lived there? And he's like, man, those people made a deal with the devil, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, like a, like a hypothetical way? No, man, they made a real deal with the devil. And, you know, when you make a deal with the devil, he come get you, man. And so that's when we learned that this guy was like, believing like, you know, spirits and like the devil. And he was like, yeah. And like, he also is like a huge boner for, um, Nayib Bukele, he's like, man, the El Presidente, man, what he's doing is like the best, you know. I love El Presidente, man. <laughs> he should be dictator for life, man. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, so one thing I've realized, too, is that a lot of people there like the president. Like, because I, I think what you guys know right now, but they locked up like 26,000 gang members. Even if you have like a tattoo, like, you know, like... Even if the tattoo that he was telling us that says like a gang sign on it, like it's like minimum twenty years in prison. I think we even at one point saw, I think um, like police invading a house or something at one point. Mm. Like I, that's what it looked like from the outside. Um, but it's you know also like you know when you're a country that they're in like for the past I don't know how long it's been terrorized by gangs and it's forced people to move out. You know like they're literally brutally killing people. Like literally was the murder capital of the world one year. Like I think like a lot of these international communities are like you can't be doing that to these gang members. But I'm telling you like if you live there and your life was threatened every day and like everyone there probably knows someone who was killed by like a like gang related like they love him like and, and it shows like. Like, the fact that he's getting rid of these gang members, and it felt, even, like, us walking around, like, I'm sure, obviously, it's not, like, it's not like it's, like, a dream place, like, it's not like it's completely safe, but you could tell there's a lot less tension, you know, like, even us walking around in, like, the downtown area, I didn't feel, you know, unsafe, like, at all at any point, so we walked inside the highway outside the resort, like, the hotel we are staying at, and I think it shows, and, like, I think he's really doing good things, and I think a lot of other countries are following his suit, like, they, you know, are starting to become more strict on gang members and, and have, like, lockdowns and stuff, like, I think Honduras is starting to implement that, like, he's really setting, like, a new, like, precedent for, I think, Latin America, which I, I think they really need, and I, and they just, it just shows, like, people really like that, but this guy, back to this guy, like, Mauricio, he was, like, this guy loved like coca-cola and like hamburgers and stuff yeah he's like man i got the best hamburger joint in all of salvador man it's called charlie boys man he's like can i get that <laughs> triple queso hamburger though, man. Like, and, like, like just love hamburgers and drinking coca-cola like anything like i don't mean anything you think that was like unhealthy this man would be eating it like there's nothing yeah. <laughs> there's nothing even like i felt I, I one of like the we went to a supermarket and it's kind of funny like it's kind of meant for, I think, like, wealthy people because just to go park at this place, you have to pay, like, I think, like, a fee, like, the park there. It's only, like, a dollar, though. And it really looked like this market, like, you were in, like, the States, like, from the stores on the outside. 
and it was like a whole food like a type of superstore and supermarket i mean and it was kind of funny because there was it's like three people walking inside that looked like they were like young with tattoos and stuff and i swear like every staff at that store was following them the entire time they were there but i remember just seeing like coca-cola for days like never seen that much coca-cola in my life and i remember there was this one drink it's like a third version of pepsi and it's made in the country and i don't want to you know i like trying new things so i bought one it was like the thing was like maybe like 35 cents like american for one is cheap so i should have bought two but i bought one and i remember like before i left you know in the car like i was like you know because mauricio he's lived there but he's never tried this drink before so you know i'm like no one mauricio you could have it i never man you giving me your your coke man never having before like whatever just take it he's like wow <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Again, I, we I also had kind of an experience like that in uh, Guatemala. Like quite, yeah. right when I arrived, um, this guy was telling me about how he he has uh, like friends and maybe even family in Canada, like that are working there. And um, I was showing him like he wanted to see. Like I I was showing him Canadian money, and uh, he was like so impressed. And I was like, I don't really need this few bucks. Like yeah. here, have it as a souvenir. And he was like also like so blown away so yeah. so appreciative and uh yeah it's a nice thing to uh, do, yeah, like exactly show like a little bit of appreciation why not yeah especially it's nice to get like that that wholesome maybe reaction too like if you know mm -hmm. it's like it's like and i I'll, I'll just again on a lot of times so i'm just throwing stories i wish there was like more structure to it mm -hmm. but um there's also we went to like ed bocalon like parque nacional which is like some national park and then like it used to be a volcano but it's dormant now this thing's like the crater is huge and you know, we went to go walk around there because it's something to do in the uh, the capital. And we were like, this guy, don't forget, we were going to go with this guy originally to Santa Ana Volcano Tour the next day. But again, that didn't happen because our lake still hurt from the hike in Guatemala. So, you know, this guy was ready to take us to Santa Ana Volcano. And we're literally walking in this, like, this park. And this guy's like, takes two steps and he's just like, man, I'm tired, man. And we're just sharing our, like... How is this guy expecting us to take like to take us on a hike like a two hour hike each yeah. way? It's not that this guy can't even walk like two minutes like up like stairs. You know, it was yeah. just it was really funny to see just uh really such a character. And I'm, I'll let Jared add a story um the way back when we were going to the airport because he was saying some bit of crazy stuff. But again, I'm summarizing this really fast. But El Salvador safer country to go to. Um, you know, El Tunco. It's you know it's made for cars. Like I don't think. If you want to travel there like Guatemala, it's not as ready yet. I think there still needs to take a few years to get to that level. But it definitely feels a little bit more American. I found it was a little bit pricier. In my opinion, like El Tunco was pretty pricey, especially compared to Guatemala. And yeah, I just think it has its own culture and a very cool place. I still can't believe I visited. So I'm going to give to Jared just the ending of what happened in the car on the way back to the airport because this guy was kind of saying like, Kind of saying some nonsense, and Jared and I were like, "Okay, we have to get the fuck out of here now. Like, we don't want to stay with him any longer." Yeah, he was like saying, "Like, like, man, I don't drink Coca Cola anymore because I have a friend who worked at a Coca Cola plant, and she said, man, I saw one of my coworkers, they lost a finger in the Coke, man." And I don't know, oh. like he he also said, like, man, they use like like orphan blood or yeah, something like kids for blood. kids' blood to make coke, man, <laughs> man. You, like ten percent, like ten percent coke blood, man. 
and like i was like crazy you can't believe that can you like you like he's like, he believes like all these conspiracy theories like i kind of just like, wanted to like fuck with him for a bit so that's so, so like man did you hear that like they put horse cum in in milk and like it's like man he's in pepsi he's like man really shit man and he's like just believe me like we're, <laughs> he just believed me so i was like i was like <laughs> you, you can know? tell him anything yeah. like yeah. he'll believe anything yeah yeah after that you're like okay it's time to time to get time yeah, to wrap this like, up time to get out of here you know, we're like on the drive back to the airport and it's like you know we still like kind of felt like like still have to make convo with him you know it's like we're not just gonna sit there awkwardly so we're just talking and he's like man you know what coca-cola gives 10 percent of their earnings to like the satanist group man the satanists i'm like what he's like yeah, man, they use children's blood sometimes in Coca-Cola, man. That's why I don't drink it anymore. And yeah. Jared just had to say that thing about Pepsi. He's like, you know the Pepsi has horse semen in it? And he's like, he's like, wait, really, man? And Jared's like, yeah, it's, it's true. He's like, I, I knew when you said that you were lying. I knew right away. It was I've never heard that before. I knew you were just making that shit up. And he's like, he's like, really, man, horse semen? Jared's like, yeah, it's, it's a thing. And he's like, oh, shit, what am I going to drink it now, man? I'm like, <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, yeah, sorry drink water exactly um yeah but i'm really glad to hear that you guys like had such a good time in in what's supposedly like the world's most dangerous country and Murder also capital. like yeah and also i wanted to say like the reason i think that they like uh this this new he's not new at this point but this leader uh bukele is because you know i think uh people people are attracted not just people think that that they're that you know um, a nation is attracted to like a strong leader a strong man or something but i don't i don't think that's necessarily the case i think people are attracted to like someone with a strong vision and i think he's someone who whether he's right or wrong whatever i think he has a strong vision for the country and i think that's why um a lot of locals may or may not yeah i think they do but that's why they might appreciate him um yeah so i guess it seemed, yeah, it was, it was interesting to see how a country like that, from seeing uh, your pictures and videos and all those things that you, you showed us and told us about, seemed like a pretty quiet place, calm. Um, yeah, I guess, what was your, what was the best thing about El Salvador, if you had to just choose one, one thing that was, like, the best part of it? Not even, like, an experience, or just something about the country that you liked. I think, uh, Mauricio. Yeah. He's like the he was the uh, he made us laugh, made us cry. <laughs> you know, he was the heart of that part of the trip. That's awesome. Would you recommend other people to go uh, hit up El Salvador? One hundred percent for sure. I think if you're in Guatemala, definitely go to uh, El Salvador for sure. Like I don't think I would go to El Salvador just by itself. Um, I mean, actually, I did meet in the airport a couple from like actually montreal that you know they just went outside of the door itself because they just want to go to like the beach for like a week or two so they just and flights again are like for some reason not that pricey to go to El Salvador. it's like the same as guatemala so i think they just want to go to the beach for like a week and you know it's known for surfing so if you want to go like just for like the beaches and relax like i think you could go there for just there right <laughs> oh, yeah, <we're> <laughs> we kind of gotta wrap this up uh, but maybe you could tell us like 30 seconds, uh, 60 seconds about, um, Mexico city, what your thoughts were of it, just, uh, kind of to wrap it up. And that, that was the end of your trip on the way back home. Uh, a lot of historical sites, pretty, pretty dirty city. <laughs> um, but a lot of great food. Yeah. A lot nice. of history. I wish we could have been there a bit longer. Nice. I like that. 
gritty, you know, gritty, busy, full of life. That's what it yeah. seemed like from uh, from what I've seen. I like Mexico City. It so doesn't feel like I was there. Like, because mm, it was so quick. Yeah, it doesn't like I was there, but it didn't feel. It sounds weird, but I didn't feel like I was in uh, Mexico. I don't know. It sounds it sounds weird to say, but it's like maybe because I was there quick, but it didn't seem like I was somewhere. I don't know. It's somewhere different. I don't know how to describe what I was feeling, but it's not like I feel like if I went to maybe somewhere else in Mexico, that was uh, be different. Mm. But here we're in like a big city, you know. And when you're a big city, it's like you get that big city feel. So maybe it doesn't like represent all of Mexico if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But it was still cool to see in like um, you know because it's like people think of Mexico they think of like the resorts and everything. But here you're in a huge city, which is you know obviously different. But um, I think what was nice was the food there like i had um like some tacos that were super spicy and with horchata and that was like my highlight uh, that was my highlight of like uh mexico city for sure awesome bro like me and matan and i and and uh julian you know eric at some point and biche you know we're heading to mexico city and uh and guatemala so like mexico and guatemala so definitely this whole uh this whole podcast is making me really look forward to to that trip even more um and yeah i i don't know if you guys have any final thoughts i any before we wrap this up nope <laughs> awesome so yeah thank you guys really for for taking the time it was it was a fun podcast it was really nice hearing your stories and all that um hopefully it encourages other people to travel to this part of the world Maybe if some people are hesitant or whatever or, or don't know about it, maybe this uh, this podcast will give them some good information. So, yeah, I just want to thank you guys a lot, Matan. You want to close this? Thank you all for coming. Had a good time listening to your stories for the second time. And uh, looking forward to our next podcast and our next travel soon. All right. Peace. <laughs>